Welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast, everyone. I am so glad to be back hosting another episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us again, everybody. How is everybody feeling? Hey, Rach. Hi. <laughs> Should I tell him? Hello. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm just there, innit? I'm just, oh, I'm just, gosh. Here. I'm just here. That's it. That's it. Okay. We'll, we'll take it as it is. We'll take it as it is. Um, so as we're back today, yeah, as we're back today, um, I just want to remind everybody a bit of housekeeping about following us on our socials. Um, I'm sure you guys, well, everybody who's listening should all be up to date with our socials. Please head over to our Instagram and Twitter at UK. Am I getting it right, guys? You know I'm really bad with these things. Yes, I'm yeah, right. You get it right, but you should know by now. Of the script, no. you know, every time somebody now wants to question whether it's no, right. No, 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 no. You know when me, I'll say something else. I'll say, I'll go off on something else. So I just had to make sure that it was correct. And I'm happy that I got it right. So everybody head over there. Please have a look at what we're doing over there. And hashtag uh, Black Women Working Podcast UK. If you want to join the discussion, anything that you want to talk to us about, you can head over there and find out all the information about us. Um, so today, we are going to be talking about dream careers and Black women's dream careers. Um, as our listeners should know, well, some of them and new ones might not know, but the old ones might know I'm, I'm a career advisor by profession. So this is like right up my alley. I'm talking about dream careers and if Black women have dream careers and all of those type of things. So I just thought I would drop some stats and then would head straight into the conversation. Um, what stats did I found? I found out that one in 10 Brits have their dream job, dream childhood dream job, and 34% of Brits say that lack of confidence, to uh, they're, they're suffering from lack of confidence, hence why they have not pursued their dream career and they're in a different career than what they envisioned. I also found out that Brits give up finding their dream career by the age of 30 and 84% of 16 to 24 year olds don't know how to turn their passions and interests into a career. So obviously they're not, those stats are not dedicated, especially for black women, but um, they do maybe speak to a few of the black women um, in regards to those stats. So I don't know if any of you guys want to make a comment on the stats. I have my own thoughts, but I'll let you guys chip in. I'd, I'd like, I'm not a Brit, so or what is a Brit? It's not, it's not a black woman, so I, I don't, no comment. Natalie, <laughs> oh, Nats, do you resonate with any of those? Any of those um, stats? Do you resonate with them? Do any of them reign true for you, or no? I'm not. A, oh, I don't know what a Brit is. Difficulty. We're going through difficulties today. Difficulties. It just goes to show that there's like, and I keep we talk about it all the time. Like nobody asks black women anything. They don't ask us our opinion for nothing. So that's why you can't go and find statistics about what black women think. And if you do, it's usually in the US. But I don't know. They can feel how they want to feel. I'm not, you know. But now you'll be asked your opinion. This is your opportunity to put your opinion out there into the ether to be a statistic for somebody somewhere who is yes, going to compile true. that okay. statistic. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I get I get where those people are coming from. I think 30 is a pivotal age where people feel like 
either they've made it or they haven't. Like they cut their lives short. Well, not their lives, because they don't like end their lives. But <laughs> in terms of like having dreams and stuff, it's cut short at 30. 30 is like, yeah, you've got to stop playing games now. You've got to get a mortgage. You've got to get a partner. You've got to have kids. And if you haven't done certain things by 30, you just write yourself off. So I can believe that people would give up on their dream job. But these times, what is it? Like, I don't even know what is a dream that what is a dream job? Like, I think that's a good question as well, because I feel like, it I feel like it's, yeah, exactly, exactly what I was going to say. Like, it doesn't just stay in one kind of flat, static state. I think as people go through different seasons of their life, what may have been a dream job when they were five years old and won't necessarily be the dream job at 20, you know, you have a lot more information, you have a lot more life experience and you kind of know yourself a bit more. It might not be the same as a dream job at 30, 40, Um so I think it would be interesting, it would, or would have been interesting to know what the context of dream job was in terms of this, in terms of the statistics here. But let's pretend that we kind of understand what that is. So that's something that I don't know, something, a job that brings you happiness, fulfillment, and the remuneration monetarily that you want. Um, I do feel like that statistics of Brits giving up finding their dream job by 30. I mean, I can't speak to anybody else but myself. But the one thing I would say about me is I'm not sure I've ever had a dream job per se in, in my mind because I've always someone that's just kind of tried out this, tried out that, tried out this. Even now at my age, I don't care. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't give a damn. I just want a job that pays enough money so I can live my life and enjoy. I just want enjoyment. I enjoyment. enjoyment. I can't remember the song, but there's, an, there's a song that includes enjoyment. That's all I want. So my dream job is the job that gives me enough money to have my enjoyments, to mentally stimulate me as I'm doing it. I don't want no silly people to be working with. And also... Um, You're asking for a lot, mate. That's what I was just coming to say. That's a lot. <laughs> we are talking about dreams. Dreams. So, <laughs> dreams are the, the highest standard possible. It's the perfection. It's the ideal. The ideal. So, yes, that is my ideal. So, I don't have a dream job as such or even a dream career. I just have a dream package that whatever job can help me to attain like that. That's the one that I want. I like that. A package, Shan. Yes. Why would I dream about having having to do something for someone else for remuneration, happiness, and joy. I just want remuneration, happiness, and joy without the joy. (laughs) (laughs) No, but on on a serious level, I think what is resonating with me is this idea of what does make a dream a dream job and it like literally this weekend I just thought about how many souls I've probably crushed as a teacher because (laughs) wow (laughs) not on purpose but like um it was Mo Gilligan. Mo Gilligan, it was his 42nd birthday and he posted, I think he posted a childhood photo. He's not 42, yeah, he's kind of, but... He looked really crisp. And, um, and he's lying, Tolls. He's yeah, like, he's lying. He's on the internet lying. Well, no, he well. is. He's, 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 he's younger than me. He's 35. It was his birthday, right? That's the Wait, point. He's 35, not 42. No, he's literally not 42. He even posted the caption after saying it's, um, it's not my 42th or 42nd birthday because everyone was like, right, you're 42. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I no, I'm not. So. 
Oh, that wasn't my point. Not relevant, not relevant. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> my <laughs> point was, so he posted a childhood photo and I thought about the kids who were like saying, oh, stop clowning around, stop messing around. And literally I thought he must have his dream job. Like imagine waking up every day just to crack jokes, like to find happiness and humour. And the education system and the capitalist system says, no, do this this way. And so I think it's quite sad that, or maybe I'm only speaking for myself, I don't know what my dream job is and I wonder if I've ever been allowed to explore it because work is about survival. Put the monies in my pockets, let me live. It's giving all my life, I hate to fight. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know what? Nat, okay, let, let, Nat, do you have a dream job, like, in your mind, or are you working in your dream job? Because not working in my dream job. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me just finish first because it's sad to me that <laughs> Nat, that um, Tolls and Shan are saying that they don't have an actual dream job. So I want to know: Are you in your dream job, or do you have a dream job? See, I don't have a dream job. All I have is like what I feel is my mission, which I'm yeah. not here. So, tolls, I don't know why you do some doing other things like that. Just you don't have no mission, you're just dry and dutty janko ish. No, I'm joking. But, you have a dream so, job, a heavy mission. And no, but, no, but in terms of like, no, in terms of like what I feel I'm here mm-hmm. to do. So, mm-hmm. that will never take place as a form of a dream job because it's like I've always created things outside of a job that make me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm one of the only people I know who manages to find work outside of work. So my job is not my dream job. I don't have a dream job. I just have things I want to do on this earth. Some people don't have much missions. They're just go flame with the wind. That's their business. I have a mission. True, you're a hater, but because we will see. We will see. No, I understand what you're saying, actually. Like, it's like, yeah, it's maybe mission isn't the right word, but like I have something, like I have things that I want to achieve. And so... I always look in for examples of where I'm achieving those things and I don't look for satisfaction in a job because I could get fired tomorrow. I have been fired before from a job, it's peak. So I just can't like be like when I'm doing this job, it's like when I'm like, what is the impact of what I'm really doing? Because obviously the type of work I do, like it doesn't really impact people around me. It just makes rich people rich on no shade. So it's like, you know, it could be me, it could be somebody else doing it. So what is it that I'm doing that makes like that makes me do what makes me happy? Like the podcast is sometimes part of that. Certain aspects of my job are part of that. But I don't I don't believe in a dream job because what happens when you get fired? You know what? I think you've made it interesting still be distinction a job. there. Bro. Yes. But you get fired. <laughs> no, but okay, for example, if your dream job was being a No, but for example, if your dream job was being a lawyer. You yeah. could get fired from being a lawyer at one firm, but you can still continue to do your dream job at another firm. But when you get a wake-up call about getting fired, yeah. No, I it, get what you're saying, but I'm just saying the job will still remain the same. It'd just be somewhere else. No, but when things like that happen, it makes you reconsider how you think about work mm. completely. So I think you've made an interesting distinction there because inevitably there are people listening to this who actually have um, a clear crystal concept of dream job but 
as you've described it and as we've kind of described it myself and Shannon as well, it's like we've been able to separate the job from the dream, basically, where some people have been fortunate or are striving to find a situation in employment where the two of them come together. So to use an example, some people's dream job is to be um, an amazingly successful singer in the world. And it's it's an occupation, but it's also a dream. And for them, the purpose attached to that is, I've got a lot of talent and I'm here and I'm able to share it with the world. And also, I don't know, depending on what kind of singer they are, maybe they feel that their purpose is to use that talent to bring light and joy to somebody's life or other people's lives in that sense. So I guess... You could pick it apart in so many ways, but I guess what it all comes down to is purpose and the purposes that we're attaching to our jobs, which um, defines whether it's a dream or whether it's just a tool that we utilise to be able to um, enact or be able to do other parts of our dream which aren't necessarily occupation related so I think the concept of dream job exists but Rachel you've just found a bunch of people that don't really give a heck about that <laughs> which is so sad to me like, because meh. but do you know what no, this is where you like why is it sad because it's like no okay no I'll tell you why let me finish because I think I'm coming to where you guys are at what all of you lot have said I'm coming there because I feel like as I've got older, my concept of dream job is no more. Even though right now, currently, I have a dream job. Do you know if that what? makes sense? Told, You're going to have to break like that down gonna... for us. <laughs> but yes, go, Shan. I feel like I'm going to backtrack on, um, was it C- season seven, the last episode? And then next Oh, week. here you go, historian. And Is it enmeshment? Enmeshment? Enmeshment. And I... I in that episode, I completely rebuked the idea that we um, should be tied to our jobs or we should be really careful about how we tie ourselves to our jobs. However, just think about what Natalie's saying, what you're saying. There's got to be more to what we do. I, I've never, I, I never actually said I just work for money because it's not just the money. And if it was, why aren't I, for example, a train driver? Train driver at one point in my career, not so long ago, would have earned very similar to uh, a, a, a teacher who's quite experienced. Um, and I know some train drivers who are in excess of 70 grand a year. So if it was about, if it was just about, well, what's going to pay the bills, what's going to pay the bills the most? And I'm very smart. If I lent my brain to something that something else, I could have been anything, I think. But I'm not interested. So... There's something, whether or not we want to say that it's our dream, there is something that ties us or connects us or attracts us to the work that we're doing, right? Purpose. I would call that purpose. And that purpose can be whether to increase our own skill set or it could be like just something that we want to achieve in the role itself. So say if you're a lawyer, maybe you want to become a barrister, um, or say if you're, I don't know, if you're a project manager, maybe you want to reach the next level of project management and become a senior project manager and that feeds Is into it? your purpose. Sounding a lot like a mission to me. I was just about to say Natalie, that. I didn't contradict you. I was just mocking you. <laughs> you here like I was some Southern Christian evangelist on no, the God no. channel. <laughs> I said another word for it. It's pro- 
purpose. I said another word for his purpose. Don't okay. come and say anything else. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm starting to move towards Natalie's definition. Um, I do think it mm. is about your mission. Like it makes sense. I, I feel like everybody is here to do something. They're not just here for the sake of being here, although some people behave that way. I think that everybody does have a mission and things that are good at that they can use to help others or do something that's going to change the world. Um, That's why moving forward, I wanted to ask, now I have to change the actual questions because none of you guys have a dream career. Um, I mean, I wanted to throw one into the mix there. Go on then. Do you think it's important or necessary for someone to have like a dream career or a dream job? Are you asking yes. me? I'm asking everyone. Please, please. Let me, like, do you know who I envy? I envy mm. creatives. I just find You're them a creative. So, I don't envy them. Like artists, like people who just like, they're not tight. They're always freelancing. Musicians, for example, you know, it's all about whatever art comes from within them. They're just so free. And like, I mean, freedom is one of one of my goals. However, however I attain that, I think I need to figure out how I, you know, structure it in my mind and heart. But um, I think, I think creatives are the most free and I think they have dream jobs. Um, and I in terms of... I'm a part-time huh? creative and let me tell you something. That's <laughs> not true. No, yeah, that's can an I opinion. That's, this is Shan's opinion, guys. Yeah, Shan's opinion. Sorry, they're under, under pressure to create then you become popping. Like there's so much pressure on creatives to create in a way that is, can be consumed by the masses. And then it's like, if you don't produce what other people want or appreciate, you don't eat. So I don't think it's fair to say that about creatives. I think their pressures are, they might not have a boss. It depends on who, it depends on who your It depends on the creative. Or exactly, the conversation around. I, when I'm making my point, I have certain people in my head who you may or may not know. Um, who are you thinking of? Huh? Who are you so thinking my of? Absolute, my absolute baby girl is Erin um, O'Garro, who was, the, she illustrated the front page of my book, but really that is just a minor in terms of the life that she lives. She's just wonderful. Mm. Um, but I think... In sort of second part to my answer to your question in terms of its importance, tells is it really makes me think, at least as a parent, and I know I've just said as a teacher, I've probably crushed dreams, but I think part of breaking generational trauma and the idea of, if there's one thing I want to be able to do for my kids is allow them to follow their dreams. So, and that's at the moment, that's why I'm working. Because I think that's what was missing or that's what's missing from a lot of people pursuing the things that they really want to do is the security around finance or being able to invest or that launch pad. And so if at 18, one of my children come to me and say, I need 50 grand because I've got this idea. I obviously don't want to give them money that they're going to spunk. But I also really would want to be in a position that I can say, yeah, go for it. Like actually follow your heart, follow your gut, follow your gumption, as opposed to having to do something else for survival. So I do think it's important and I think we have a huge role to play. And if we are now pessimists around it, like what do we do as employers, even employers, not just parents, facilitating the dreams of others? Because 
because it's not just creatives. There are people who it is their dream to be in a medical theatre and operating on someone. It's their dream to actually be in a classroom or boss in a school. And so when they come into our environments, are we making are we making them the space that is like some people want to they really want to be here? This is their dream. I, I actually think... love that. I love that, Shan. Like that, I agree with it 100 percent Because I feel like obviously black people within this country, within the diaspora, have come a long way where they're able to now be accepted, even accepted in accepted into mm. certain spaces. And it'll be so sad to know that the young people of today are looking at careers and they're like, oh, I couldn't do something like that because I wouldn't be welcomed or I can't live my dream because my mum doesn't have this money that can help me to go there or or I'm not able to get into this school because it's a private school and my parents don't have money for that. Or Do you get what I'm saying? I think um, uh, a dream is a little bit different to me than a dream job because I... 100% agree with you. We need to be able to facilitate those spaces. And a lot of us, probably of our generation and further back at them, um, we may not have had the freedom to do that because of the responsibilities that we've had to take care of, whether it's parents, whether it's siblings, whether it's other family members. And so for some people, I think the dream is connected to a job. But then for others, like Natalie said, the dream is connected to an overarching mission. You know, I look at someone, say, such as um, Beyonce, and I wonder, what was her dream? Like, was her dream just to be an artist or was her dream to be influential in the arena of art in music and just because you know she's very experimental she's done so many different things and she's someone to me that I see is living her dream and I feel like it's attached actually to her job but I also feel like even if she wasn't a singer there's she's got the creativity within her where she would have found another avenue in which to explore the creative abilities that she has within her. You know, I think when they did that documentary a while back, you really saw like how much input she puts into staging, lighting, the way everything comes together. So that's really someone who's visually creative. And I feel like she could have brought that into another role if she had. But yeah, it's. I think what Rachel said, which was a little bit of a word of caution, was that even if we do have the perspectives that we have, it's because we're old, we're jaded. <laughs> We've been in the- We've been in the wet atmosphere for too long. We don't give an eck now. But yes, always 100%. We support those coming up who have, you know, a dream job that they want to go into, a dream role. Um, And it reminds me of a link that Natalie shared earlier, actually, in the group. And I think it was um, attached to, um, it was, what's her name? Jamele? How do you say her name? Is it Jamel or Jamele? Jamel Hill. And um, the article was about how she left her dream job at ESPN and now she's formulating her own kind of podcast network or whatever um, with Spotify. And I think it's a good example of how like the dream or the dream job can evolve over time. And sometimes actually people can acquire their dreams and then have a new one and just like pivot from that. So concept of, I feel like for anybody listening who's really struggling with that concept of dream job, like when everyone's talking about it, they're like, mm, I don't really have anything like that. The way to hone in is like, what do you want to achieve with life? And what are the steps for you to get there? And then kind of follow that trajectory and that lead, in my personal opinion. 
Yeah, I agree with that also. Like, it's it's so important to be able to... Because, you know, the stat that I was talking about earlier where it was saying that um, young people, uh, 16 to 24-year-olds, don't um, don't know how to turn their passions and interests into a career. It kind of... That stems from the point that you was just saying, Tolls, like, it's... And working with them as well, like, having hands-on experience with them, mm. I find that they are really quite confused. Like. They know what they want to do, for example, if they want to be a fashion designer, but they just don't know, like, how to potentially break into that or who do they go to for support? Do they have to go to the bank for a loan to then buy materials or is that not the way to go? They don't have somebody that they can, like, fully look up to or someone that they can fully, fully support them. So Mm. I think it's kind of finding and fine-tuning that. And that kind of leads on to my third point, which would be... Um, a bit like what you were saying as well, Tolls, is there any way we can support not just ourselves, but others to finding their dream career slash mission slash passion slash interest? Because there's a lot of slashes now. Um, Nat, um, enter our black women black, working. Black, black, black. We already doing black. it. We black. out here. We're helping people progress. We're helping people understand, you know, different industries and stuff. So... The answer to that is black women working. What are you saying, fam? <laughs> ew. Ew, ew, ew. No, but for real, like, I feel like we're using the experiences, skills, et cetera, that we've learned um, to kind of facilitate that for people. Um, and I guess the more that we've been doing this over however many years, I don't know, I can't remember. I can never remember these things. But, you know, some of the feedback that we've got from people, um, which has been lovely, by the way, thank you everyone who gives us, you know, fantastic um, feedback, has really showed us how kind of impactful um, creating this space has been um, for some people. Because if someone come and ask me how to be a fashion designer, I don't have a damn clue. Like, and unfortunately at this point in time, we haven't had a fashion designer on this podcast, but maybe we will at some point. And then this could be a resource for someone to understand what are the actual practical steps of getting into that career but so far we've had people we've had um someone who's been an olympic athlete we've had entrepreneurs we've had teachers we've had um we've had real estate lawyers so we've been able to collate in this time that we've been doing um this podcast um a number of resources for people wanting to explore a number of careers so for me that's one of the best ways um in which um, we can facilitate that journey for people outside of us using our personal experience and our personal roles to encourage people. Do you know what? I want to loop back to the theme working on me and just like appreciating everything that we said today, like where you are at your stage in life might dictate how you feel about dreams, like how big they are, how possible they are and, you know, tolls outlaying all of the things that she's looking for in a workplace, we just and we laugh. But, you know, last year when I was job hunting, it was very much that. It, was, it wasn't it was necessarily about the dream job. And maybe that's a cheapskate out. But if I can't have a dream job, if the, if the focus is to pay the bills and survive, I at least want to make it facilitate a version of a dreamy life, right? And so then I think, you have to really know what is it that you want. And that is why working on me is so important in terms of not just continuing to go, 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 go. And, you know, sometimes 
I'm a strong advocate for sidesteps in your career, not every day stepping up. Um, if you're not ready, if you're not ready for the pressure, if you're not ready for the responsibility, if you're not skills, you don't want to set yourself up to fail. I'm not saying don't take any chances, but just understand where you're at and what exactly it is that you need um, in all areas of your life. As I, I think I always say that, but still true today. Nats? I agree with everything everyone said. I don't actually think I have anything to add. I'm not even joking. Okay, I'll add. I don't add if I don't have to, but I only speak if I have to, but I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. But yeah, I actually don't have anything to add. I agree. Wow, Nats. I'm so surprised. Win <laughs> is a win. We'll take I'm it. Unprecedented. A win is a win, indeed. <laughs> Hashtag growth. Hashtag BWW podcast. No, I'm joking. But yeah, it's um, true. I think I'll add a little bit here. I think, you know, sometimes you might be in a space in your life where you actually don't have a dream or you don't have a vision of where you want to be and what that look might look like in real time for you. But I think it's good to kind of, and again, this is why working on me is such a good theme. Big up Nats on that one. Um, I think that's why this is such a good um, theme and for the listeners to continue to follow us through with this theme till it's till it's finished. But working on me is always going on. But I think it's really important to take a step and kind of look at where you're at and what things actually interest you and what things you're passionate about. Um, and sometimes just from finding out those things, you can actually piece together an actual job. Like there's actually a job out there that will have some or all of the passions that you want to do and the things that you want to do in your life. Um, obviously, I will always say speak to a careers advisor, but that's not for everybody. So sometimes it's a personal thing. It's it's not something that you can talk to somebody about. It's something that you have to do a one-on-one exercise for you, yourself and you. Like there's nobody else that can help you with that. But I think it's so important to just Sometimes, and this is me, my personal thing, I went on LinkedIn. When I was unsure, like, what I was thinking about, I went on LinkedIn. I looked at people's qualifications. I looked at people's stories. I looked at people's pictures. I looked at what they were posting. I looked at what degrees. Every, I looked at everything. I was scrolling on there for hours. That was me when I was unemployed. I was scrolling on there for hours. And I found some, like, really interesting people and... I was like, but what is this job that this person is doing? Like, what does this entail? I went on to Google. I started typing things in. It was a whole research project for me. But I found out, like, so many different things. And although not all of those job titles or careers were for me personally, there were really interesting careers that I was like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. Like, I can pass that on to somebody else, a client that I'm working with. Like, oh, did you know that there was this career? Like, it just was really informative. I don't know if any of you guys have ever done that but it was really informative like it was great I think you know I've never done it but I've started mm. doing it a little bit more now and I'm trying to figure out like what the next iteration is because I mm. feel like sometimes you can be in an industry where there is like a set this step then that step then that step and I think you just do a disservice if you don't actually think about what happens if you get off that train you don't have to stay like if you're a teacher, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm going to be head of department, then I'm going to be head of year, then I'm going to be head, like head headmaster, obviously, or head teacher. Like, sorry, Shan, if I'm like butchering that. But you can get off the train, you can do some, you can do something else. And when I'm thinking about doing something else, that's when I go on LinkedIn 
and um, start stalking people when I see their jobs changing. Because you know, you come up on your page that someone's jobs changed. You're like, mm. what are you doing? And then I look, I try not to scroll too much because then I might get like, you know how you can get envy when you go on Insta? Sometimes I go, the way people treat LinkedIn, I'm getting envious. So I need to be like... No, honestly, I feel like LinkedIn is the worst social media network. I've told you guys before, it's the cesspit. It's the pits of hell. But Rachel, actually... No, don't say that. No, it is. No, it is. The site people, you just see their job title and their in comments writing recklessness. And you're just like, how are you that position in that company it annoys me even more knowing that these people actually have decent kind of jobs and they hold those kind of horrible opinions but I digress I actually have done that before when I absolutely did not know what the hell it is I wanted to do and I was looking at what I thought I wanted to do and looking at um you know job descriptions of the things that people were putting in on their CVs and things like that Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I kind of found it <laughs> more discouraging than encouraging sometimes because I was just like, what? This is what goes into what I thought that thing was. Okay, no. But now I'm at the point where Natalie is and I'm like, okay, so this is the next place I want to get to in my career because it's going to earn me this much money. <laughs> so what do people with this title do and how do they get into that and so I think even when I started this job or maybe I started this particular position I did a lot of research into it like I literally spent days on the internet looking up um, the potential avenues for it where it could go all those kind of things and I found it super interesting because it was never anything that I'd considered before so I think that's an absolutely fantastic top tip to give people to like use LinkedIn as that tool to find out what certain jobs are. The only thing with LinkedIn or just roles in general, some people just have the most ponziest titles ever, which don't mean anything whatsoever. No, for real, they do. And it's just like, it's absolute rubbish. And so you, the key value comes from seeing what they describe what? in their jobs. You know what? Can I say, I want a job with one of those titles. Because <laughs> I feel like those people do have the dream job because how can someone appraise you if your title means nothing? How can you be flopping at your job if your title means nothing? You and me both, I want this title too. You know what I mean? Like When you have mm -hmm. a, a real job description, hey child, you're not doing this, you need to do this. You'd be like, oh, well, we got some fluffy, fluffy thing. You can actually, imagine having a job and get paid a salary and you can just be experimenting every month. One month, I'm, my job title could technically be this. My job... <laughs> You know, this is why I want to be a careers advisor. You need to manage a, a project, right? Yeah. yeah. A senior associate, you need to be a senior associate. Imagine you being head of development of blah, blah, blah. What does that even mean? What What does that even mean? I'm just out here just coming to work, starting at 10, leaving at 4, sending emails willy-nilly. Because who's going to who's gonna check me, boo? Who's going to check you know me? My Those job? jobs are important. Do you know why? Because oh. they allow... They she always for... has to come from a sensible angle. Yeah. Yeah, I love the sensible. <laughs> I, think, I think I think they're good because it allows for people to be mm. to be creative. Not every creative is singing and putting paint on paper. Like the strategist, the it. business develop, you get to no, see. No, business, no, business hold on, development. Wait. You get to see through your lens what mm. development means. You <gasps> get to see your lens what training and that's the whole no accountability huh there's no accountability how can you flop at a job that the job description makes no sense no Listen, because you what? create them no one lets you just like walk around doing what so you I want come up with my own job description if I don't like yeah. it, I it. Uh? sorry that you haven't experienced that I have 
exactly. I want one of those dream jobs because when something's not working, I'll just change it. Right now, Natalie has a dream <laughs> job. Now, Natalie has a dream job. Do you, you know what? You guys heard it here. One thing we're about on this podcast is working smarter, not harder. So let me just give a little <laughs> top tip to the people that's listening here. You want to get you into one of these roles with some ambiguous titles, like project manager, yeah? You can be project manager of anything, anything. Content manager. You can be content manager of anything. You can Listen. massage that to entail whatever it is that you want. You want to get them jobs here, which are so broad that when you need to apply for a new role, like you don't have to be bending over backwards and doing backflips to try and make the role fit into the title because no no one really knows how to define what it was you did and in the I first just, place. I'm not trying to say I don't I don't I don't want anyone to feel slighted and feel like those people don't work. You do work. You do yes. the work that you want to do for the time that you want to do it. And then when it doesn't work, you're like, sorry, it doesn't. This is not working. I'm going to change this. Or I'm going to imagine pivot, pivoting and still being employed and your title hasn't changed. You just pivot to the left. Mm. Right. Pivot back. Pivot forward. I'm, I'm not liking the sound of this. Work. I'm just saying they've got the flexibility, like Shan says, to be creative in their work. Whereas most jobs... A lot of job titles are very strict and very rigid. Bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Whereas imagine having a dream, like a dream. So a mad job where you can actually flex and actually work your way through what it's going to be. I think that is, that's a vibe. I'm sorry. Depends on the sector, innit? I feel like with very corporate roles, maybe with, with like being a lawyer and stuff like that and finance people. Now, nah, even some of them have really poncy names for what they do as well, to be honest. Like, yeah, certain sectors do, does give you the flexibility to do that, but other ones are a bit more rigid. Was um, like head yeah. of innovation, innovation or something like that, getting paid bare money for innovation. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started Everyone on that Everyone needs an ideas title. guy, man. Don't be mm. mad. Not everybody can think of ideas. People yeah, so are dry. But innovation means different be, things in different yeah, places. Exactly. This is the point. This is the point. Mm. This is why I love it. In a company that I worked in before, in a, being head of innovation was basically running the lab, in inverted commas. What was the lab? The lab was basically a little room within the company where it had all sorts of different mobile phones, all sorts of different technology. It had different VR stuff. And basically, you used that to kind of trial out products, or that sounds amazing. That we wanted <laughs> to um, perhaps introduce a client to, in terms of I don't know, just sprucing up the way they work or things like that. So that meant head of innovation in that context. But in another context, head of innovation could just literally be being the ideas guy mm -hmm. and coming up with I don't know, um, real what do you call it? I don't know, consulting in terms of business structure, business mm -hmm. development, all those kind of things as well. The world is your oyster. I feel like that's the summary, really, to be yeah. honest with you. Let me let me summarize again then. Because the world is our <laughs> oyster. Um, but um, I just think it's really important to just um remember that, you know, it doesn't always have to be, I think Shan was saying it before, it could be uh, multiple things. Your dream career doesn't have to be what it could be one thing today, it could be two things tomorrow, but then you might find that those two things can be incorporated into one job. So it's like it doesn't have to be one particular thing, it can be a passion, it can be all sorts of things. But I think it's important to kind of have that chat with yourself and kind of figure out what that is moving forward because you don't just want to be doing just doing just working for the sake of earning money. Um, Shan? No, and the coaching me 
really want to say, even though we didn't touch on it sensibly, we have to save it for another episode now. But we need to remember lack mentality does stifle dreams. When you can't see the, the route or you can't see you have the resources, you stifle your own dreams. Sometimes you do have to think beyond beyond what you can see. And obviously the big bad one, imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. that will block your blessings. Definitely that one. Oh my God, imposter syndrome. Um, I'm sure you, well, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have experienced that. I've definitely experienced it. So like, like a tonic, like a thing that people drink and it goes away. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Maybe we should, nuts, let's create something. Maybe it has to have alcohol in it, though. Some alcohol, ginseng, <laughs> ashwagandha, whatever it's called, satin in there. We've got a Apple cider vinegar. CMOS, CMOS. Yeah, some CMOS. CMOS. I was going to get some CMOS gummies the other day. You just reminded me. Let me try them. CMOS, a little CBD. Mix up, mix up. We've got to do something, man, because that thing needs to go. Like, honestly, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so um, we'll just end it with that. So, guys, coming soon is the BWW Tonic to remove imposter syndrome. I can't wait to see it on our website. So guys, what flavor? We're gonna have multiple flavors. What yeah, flavor? Multiple flavors. It's gonna look listen, <laughs> coming soon. Like I'm telling you guys, you heard it here. Rachel's the tonic the plug. is coming She's soon. She's a plug at Stratford Station. By my listen, I'll be there with I'll be there with my placard. I'll be burning there, burning my incense. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll we'll we'll have a stall outside Bixton you know? Tube amongst yeah, all the, the other stalls. With a little oud. Absolutely. With a little oud there to say, you know, the little oud to jazz it up. And the candles. Yeah. Some, some sage to get rid of bad vibes. In it? Absolutely. You've got to burn the sage, then drink the tonic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, then so... Affirmations afterwards. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have the affirmations on the bottle. So each bottle has a no, different affirmation. Me. No, Rachel, <laughs> let's take it offline because I think, yeah... We're giving too much away. We can't this release is intellectual property. You know, we can't actually release it because we've just given away the bag. We've given the bag away. Well, OK, maybe it's going to look like something else. What you've heard might not be it, but it's coming soon. That's so, it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to have to be... Also, watch out for the, the healing body butter as well. I'm very good at making this. <laughs> Oh, oh guys, you're going to kill me today. You're actually, you're going to finish. No, no, guys, let me, let me wrap up the pod because I'm coming to die. We've got work to do. We've got work to do. Yeah, we've got planning to do. Um, So yeah, guys, um, thank you again for listening to another podcast with us. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you take away something from this. Please um, continue the conversation um, and I'll just uh, talk about our socials again. So it's at BWW Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter. Use the hashtag Hashtag BWW Podcast UK. You can DM us. You can email us at blackwomenworking at g- blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. Please email us because we love hearing from you. As Tolls mentioned earlier, it fills our heart to know that the work that we're doing on the pod is actually resonating with people and they're actually agreeing with us. Or even if you're disagreeing with us, please send through all your stuff. We hope to hear from you really soon. Um, and I think that's it. Anything else to add, guys? Or is it a tarah? No, thanks. It's two doors and tarah and add you. It's a tarah. It's definitely a tarah, love. It's a tarah. Tarah, love. Tarah, love. Told you're good at accents. Let's. She is, you know. She is. I very much. That's my talent. That's part of my dream. <laughs> accents and coming up with songs in each and every episode. No, but Tolls, when you look at Hold on, we should pause the recording now. Okay, guys. So bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>